Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. This is Billy Jones, the host of Everyday Folks Radio. At this time, we are very excited to have you back today, August 29, 2020. If you, if you would like to call in at any time, on the show, you may call me at 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and you prefer to inbox me, you can email me at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That's everydayfolkslisten with an S at gmail.com. A few announcements and special shout-outs. First, sending our best regards here from the Everyday Folks family to chat with Bossman's family. Uh, We just learned a few hours ago of his passing and sending our dearest condolences to him. What an incredible presence on on film, and it's just amazing and also shocking, especially during these unprecedented times. And also a special thank you to the South Florida Writers Association. I have to say this to Beverly. Beverly, if you're listening, you're going to kill me. I did not open this box that you sent me on behalf of the association for my esteemed award. Thank you for sending me the award. I posted it on social media. Thank you, and I am a continued, loyal, active member of the South Florida Writers Association. And, folks, a plug for my family for South Florida Writers Association. Check us out by going to southfloridawriters.org. And then also a few updates in terms of our future programming. We're very delighted that this coming Friday is another episode, episode three of the Fright Talk with the Fright Talk, Fright Talk guys. I'm one of those guys. My other co-host, of course, is my dear friend, Nadine Tatch. And our focus on Fright Talk this coming Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is going to be about witches. So as you can see, we're moving toward the Halloween season, so our shows are ramping up with some really cool things. So join us. And if at any time, whether you are unable, if you're unable to listen to the show, you can always, always, always listen to us as a download on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play. I'm very excited today about today's guest. But before that, a few announcements from one of our sponsors. Have you ever been in a situation that your insurance won't cover? Have you not had coverage for what you thought you did? Now more than ever, everyone needs quality health insurance. Make sure that you have the plan that covers every situation. And my friend, Jonathan Salter, had the answer. Please call him today at 815-822-3557. He can provide you a free quote and secure the right plan for you. And also, mention that you listen to him live on Everyday Folks Radio. Let him know that you heard, heard this announcement here. And with that said, I'd like to pay homage to my dear colleague, Ms. Devin Boston. Devin Boston is an educator for the past 10 years in Miami, Florida. 
she holds a baccalaureate degree, two baccalaureate degrees. Let me correct that. The first is a bachelor's in science in early childhood education, and the second one is a baccalaureate degree in interdisciplinary studies, both from our alma mater, Florida International University. She is a proud member of the Susan Society of Lambda Omicron Delta, and most recently, which is I'm so proud of her, and we're going to have a chat about this, she has become an Urban Life Consultant. And she's taken such an evolutionary, uh, revolutionary um, approach, not only for her life, but transforming the lives of others through health. It is with that, with that announcement, bio, and great pleasure that I give you, my dear friend, Devin Boston. Devin, how are you today? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm doing well. I'm excited. Thank awesome. you for having me. Hold on one second. I'm having some volume issues here. Let me see if I can get the issue back here. We're having some outlet issues, folks. And so, if, if we're, you don't have to share with folks. We actually have a Zoom, because I, I actually can see Devin as well as hear her through our studio. So, just for the sake of for feedback, can you turn on your volume on your, on your phone, your camera, too, so that way I can hear you there as well. Okay. Is it better right. now? Yeah, that's fine. How are you today? I am doing great. Excited. Just happy to be here. Hold on one second. I think I'm getting some back feed. It's not you. We're having all these tech difficulties today, but you know what? The show will go on. You know, Devin, I wanted to share with you. I know that you just meant, you meant, you just reminded me. It's been 10 years since you've been an educator. 10 years. How do you feel? I feel old. <laughs> but um, I didn't notice it until... I had to I see how see long that got on for my degree. degree, and I was like, whoa. It went by fast. Right. And you know what's interesting, those 10 years do go by fast, and then before you know it, you're having a 10 or 20-year high school, you're starting life, a family, and all these things. And what's interesting, especially in these times, we scripted our lives together so incredibly, right? Having a plan is important. But as you know, going through life, Things just, things take a different turn. But the key is to stay the course. So who or what has inspired you to do all the awesome things that you're doing? First and foremost, my mother. She is my mentor, my friend. She's my guardian angel. She's looking out for me when I'm not even looking out for myself. So I always have the forefront in my head that she's working hard for me, so I need to work hard for her, first and foremost. Mm, that's beautiful. And I want to say shout-out to, to her as well. I love your mother very much, and she did a fine job, my friend. And she loves you, too. And, and, you know, throughout life, there are so many people who come in our path who help us do what we do. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you've been doing in your life. So 10 years you've been teaching, specifically what grade level? I focus primarily on um, BPK and kindergarten. So I get them right as they're starting their education journey. I get them before they've been jaded. I get them before they have a chance to say, I don't like school. So I like uh, that. Group. And also, I'll share this. As we proceed, you can mute the volume a little bit on your Zoom or your computer, so that way you won't get the backbeat from our, re- our listeners. Let's see if that okay. probably will work. Because it's probably give it to as low as long as you can still hear me from your phone, okay? And so I wanted to say this, you know, 10 years of working with young children, 
I've always been at the other end of the spectrum when it comes to educating. I've always worked with secondary and as well as worked with um, post-secondary. Mm-hmm. And so why did you choose to work with elementary age? Because I feel that's the age where – is there a lot of feedback too? Um, no, not necessarily. I'm, I'm okay on my end. Okay. Um, that's the age where they haven't experienced anything. So that's where you can foster. For example, for me, my main focus is always literacy. Uh-huh. So that's the age where you foster that love of reading, that love of knowledge, that love of just understanding language. And I feel that that gets oftentimes ignored because people assume that at three, four, and five, children don't know anything. And they know uh, more than they actually do. It's then you, I mean, you know. And, you know, one of the questions, there's a question coming in from one of our listeners. We have some folks who are already on shy, Devin. One of them wanted to know, his name is Brian. He says, I'm a teacher in Georgia. This pandemic prep has been a challenge. How has your city handled things? And is it consistent across the state? So, Brian, um, I'll start and I'll t- toss it over to Devin. Every state is doing something different because the decisions and the, the there's no there's there's decentralized decision making. That's a way to say it. And each system is different, whether you're public, private, proprietary, whatever. And so, Devin, how has it been for you? So where I work, it's considered a private organization, mm-hmm. and I've been very fortunate that their fourth most important, they're always thinking about the teacher safety and the student safety. So in a way, I've kind of been spoiled that we had some input in what happened in how we were going to handle the virtual learning. We had, the teachers had input in how the school should be focus on reopening, on implementing everything. So we were lucky in that sense. But overall, from my friends in Miami-Dade public schools, they're not as fortunate. They're dealing with um, just class sizing. They're dealing with supplies. We So I've been very fortunate in the sense of that my school already said from the beginning they're keeping numbers low. Um, so. so Roman has been impacted, right, for your, for your yes. institution as well. Yes. And, Brian, for your institution, I am certain in Georgia, I'm, we're watching the national news, so we're only getting a national or macro view, but we do recognize that there are some unprecedented things that are taking place as well in your state. Thank you for that question. You know, Devin, there are a lot of, we said earlier, there are a lot of things and individuals that inspire us, okay? You gave us a who and that was your mother. Who or what inspired you to become an educator? So it's a funny story. I never wanted to be a teacher. I never thought of it. I originally used to work at um, a science company for Phase 1 Solutions, and that company ended up closing down. And at the time, one of my sorority sisters was working a summer program at a church teaching BBS, um, Vocational Bible Study School, and they needed an assistant. And she said, well, you're not working. Come on, work with me. And then me just being in that environment, the principal of that school was like, you're actually kind of good. Have you ever thought about it? So it started as a trial run with me being an assistant teacher for a three-year-old classroom. 
by the end of the summer, my three-year-olds were reading, they were writing, and it came naturally. So she was like, okay, I need to keep you. And from there, it kind of moved on. And then I changed my, I changed my um, focus in school because originally I went to school for biomedical engineering, if you can believe that. And then I kind of switched over. So I never intentionally went to go in. It just happened that I experienced being in the classroom first and loved it and then let everything else fall into place. Well, I've seen Devin's classroom, everyone. I have to tell you, oh, my gosh. I, it reminds me of that place, that, that sunrise that, that used to be open. Oh, Waterloo City? Yes, it was like a Waterloo City. I was like, if I had a classroom like this, I would go every day. And so congratulations because you're fortunate to work in an environment where your institution really values the resources that it provides to the children. And no matter the size, it still is about the quality, and you make the most of what you do. You're very creative. Folks, if you could see her classroom, the types of things she's doing, it's amazing. So let's cross over a bit, Devin, because you've also been on this incredible health um, pursuit, and you have become not only an inspiration for yourself, but an inspiration for me in particular. So what made you start as an Herbalife consultant? I started my Herbalife journey actually a year ago. Well, um, no, six years ago. But I didn't take it seriously. Um, my coach at the time wasn't, wasn't motivated because, for me, I like to see the people I'm around getting the same results that I'm trying to aim for. So then it stopped. Then a year ago, actually to October, I began pole dancing. And it started off as something fun to do. And then when I realized the artistry of it, how much of an athlete these women are, I became obsessed. And then from that obsession led me to my current coach, um, Spinderella. I love her. And she kept telling me, hey, because I would invite my friends in and they would come and they all got hooked on. And she said, hey, why don't you become a distributor? You're bringing all these people. And at the time, I'm like, nah, it's not for me. And then during the pandemic, because being a teacher, it was up and down whether we would come back, whether we were needed. Do they need as many teachers as was needed? So I'm always like, I need a plan B. So I said, you know what? Let me give this a chance. What's the worst thing that could happen? Nobody buys products. Best thing, people buy products, everybody gets results, we all look fly. And that's what happened. And what you've done, I remember you telling me specifically about this, this journey a year ago. Because I remember at the Halloween party last year, I remember you, after you were going to eat something, you said, no, you already had your shake. Yes. And I said, wait a minute, what's she doing with her shake? And then I said, okay, wait a minute, I'm seeing a transformation already. I'm seeing some changes here. And then I remember now after a few months ago during the pandemic, we all have been eating very interesting, right? I mean, it's an unprecedented <laughs> time to acquire. It's been knocked everybody off course at every level. But you did, you did something different. It actually amped up even more the things that you were doing for your own health and also for your entrepreneurship. So how has that journey been? It's been about five months now we've been in, in, in pandemic COVID, and now you're an educator and also an Herbalife consultant during a crisis. How has it been for you? In the beginning, it was hard. It was trying to learn how to balance. And before, it's like you want to eat, you want to enjoy life, you want to enjoy yourself. But what the pandemic really helped me personally realize first, self-care. First and foremost, you can't do anything if you don't take care of yourself. Secondly, 
I have the time. I'm home. Yes, we're working from home, but what was it? Before I would say, oh, when I have the time to focus on working out, I'll do it. I just need three, four months. Well, I got five. So I said, I need to come out of this pandemic either more in shape, either more positive or something. I need to come out of this thing with a change. And that's what I had to do for my mental health, too, because staying home, mm-hmm. we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything that I'm, I'm a social person. So I had to do this for my mental health. I had to find some outlet to not go crazy in this four walls. And you just spoke of something very true. We all have, I mean, there are some days, and I'm sure you'll agree, there are some days when you feel like, you know, I got this, I'm alive, I'm in good health, it's a beautiful day. And then there's some days I'm ready to climb up the roof and just be done with it. Only yes. because, and not because, you know what I mean? Call the walls and, 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 and just, just scream because we're frustrated mm-hmm. at different layers and levels, right? And so, folks, exactly. you're listening live to Devin Boston, educator and Herbalife consultant here on Everyday Folks Radio. If you'd like to speak to us during the live broadcast, you may call in at 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And I see that you're not shy, Devin, they're not shy, in the inbox. They're you not. can continue to send well, I'm ready. <laughs> they're sending questions like crazy here. You have 11 questions to go here. Um, and, and, and four or five on my paper that were pre-show, and the others are in the inbox now. But That's the email amazing. address is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That's everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. So let's get to the first question, Devin. And this is from her name. Is, his or her name is China. And I'll read the question slowly so you can get it. I recently had a baby, and I'm trying to return to my normal size. It, it, it hasn't been easy especially due to COVID. What, how, what do you do to stay motivated, motivated, Devin? I keep myself around positive people. Um, that's the first thing that I learned with my journey on Herbalife. If you need help, girl, I got you. There's new moms for Herbalife actually has a program for new mothers. Um, but with my weight loss journey, I realized you can't stay in the same space and expect different results. It's common sense, but we don't remember that. And you may think it's corny. You may think it's lame. But being around other people who have gone through the journey and who are consi- and going through the journey with you. So with um, my community, we actually have a chat, a Zoom chat. Me being on the phone these 20 minutes alone, I've missed 200 messages from people all across the U.S. That they're, it's simple things like, good morning, I just had my shake. Things that when, like, one lady, I remember, would message us and say, hey, um, she's feeling down today, and we're all like, well, this is what we're going through, and you realize you're not alone, because especially now more than ever, since you cannot connect with somebody, just having something simple as a Zoom chat, as a Telegram chat, helps keep you motivated, and because there's also people watching you on your journey, and they may not tell you, but they're rooting for you, so... That's something I have to keep in my head constantly because that's where I'm at. I'm always feeling like no one's watching, no one's noticing, but they're there. They're there. People are watching, and you have to remember that you're somebody's motivation. I love it. In fact, Devin needs to put that on a T-shirt. You are somebody's motivation. (laughs) In China, I I, I love every word Devin said. I think it all starts with within and 
having the right support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look in the mirror every day, Devin, and, you know, you're not, we talked about this years back. When you look in the mirror, I love me. There are things I want to change. There are things I'm working on, but I still have to love me because if I don't, then I'm not a good to the world, right? And exactly. I won't quote Ru Paul on this one, but, um, but the message with Ru Paul is clear. If we're not in love with ourselves and understand and embrace every flaw and every aspect of us, then how will the world embrace that? And I think it's important, China, that you realize you brought a life into this world. And that is a gift that many women dream of having. Some women are unable to do so. So this season is just that. And also, too, a lot of mothers, I realize, because I'm not a mother, my friends that are mothers, I have coworkers, and one of the things a lot of people do not realize is the best thing you can do for your child is give your child a healthy mother, a healthy mother mentally, a healthy mother physically, a healthy mother spiritually. That's the best gift you can do for your child. Beautiful advice. Beautiful advice. And, Deb, we have another question coming in from Josh. And it's a good question. Hi, Josh. Yeah. And, and, folks, when you're writing in to us, usually folks used to tell us, Devin, where they're calling or writing from. So now they're just putting names, and we'll take it. We'll accept it as news. <laughs> Josh, Josh wants to know, how has, the, has COVID impacted your diet? My diet? Oh, it actually gave me a positive spin because I was home 24-7. I can't go out to shop and buy the junk food. So... <laughs> Only thinking about how to healthy things to eat, so I had no option but to eat healthy. So it actually did me better um, because I was one. I am a firm believer that if I don't need to go out, I'm not going out. So were those fries really worth it for me to drive? Was it really worth it for me to go get a burger? No. And Herbalife was delivering directly to my house, so and she's it right did on a positive that, impact on my diet. Absolutely, I have to agree with that, Devin. I'm like. I know this sounds crazy, and folks, I'm, I'm an advocate, A, of what Devin's doing, of course, but also the, the, the meal um, replacements are being, they're helpful for me. Because I'm so busy in the day, you start realizing, as long as I'm getting nutrients, I'm good. I could keep moving. Mm-hmm. But by the time the evening comes, because I have my meal in the evening, right, I do this, the protein, the, 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 the meals, and the breakfast in the morning, and then I do evening on regular solid meals. You do something different, Devin, though. I think you do the flip of that. Yes. I actually have a breakfast um, shake. I eat my lunch because I get hungry around 12 to 2. So that's like my solid food. And then I do an evening shake. And then, of course, I have snacks in between. So everyone's always saying, are you hungry? No. I'm. If you see me, I'm snacking the entire day. It works for me because I don't – I'm not a big, heavy eater, so when I do eat, I want it to be a good meal, but I'm fine. <laughs> I got to, Dad, I want to show you something on camera. Look what's sitting next to me. Yes, yes. please. So, folks, you can't see this. You get your pack of nuts, and yeah. you don't realize they're filling. And when you're drinking your water, you're drinking your um, – you're drinking, like, um, Herbalife has other options. It's not just shakes. So they have beverage mix, which is, like – I call it like the Herbalife Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. There's other things that you're still drinking, but it's protein-based. It's not sweet. The carbs are low. Sugar's low. You don't realize that you're missing anything throughout the day. It's true. I have to agree. Like right now, I had a shake 
Um, I had the my the, my favorite flavor is French vanilla. I my love French vanilla. Too. I love it, and I love it without the banana. I'll do the protein, and I'll do the shake, you know, the meal, and then I do the water, and I'm good. Like mm-hmm. I had a, and the reason why, folks, for me, I'm lactose intolerant. I'm telling TMI, I know, but I. But you know what? I'm able to enjoy the pastime that I used to enjoy as a child, the milkshakes, in this healthy option. And so I've been enjoying it with that and cookies and cream and soon-to-be pumpkin spice, and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm in love with it. And I will say, though, at Devin, I do use the almond milk, you know, for in the morning when I have ripe bananas, um, which I get three to four times a week. The morning meal for me is the banana with the, okay. the meal and no protein. So that way in, with the, the almond milk in. Yeah, so I created this little mess. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, you can tailor it to your needs. There's so many different options that I think when everyone presented Herbalife before in the past, I was so skeptical about it was that it was shake, shake, shake. I have, for example, there are days I don't even drink a shake because they have meal bars, they have this, and then I know for, like, the women, when we get our chocolate cravings through the month, there's actually these, like, protein bites that I'm telling you taste like Milky Way chocolate bars that I devour and a serving size is four who is enough for me but I'm like you know I can have four and there's so many different things like they have this little bar that if you heat it up tastes like a brownie so I'll put walnuts on it and it's the best but you're not missing anything I need to get it together I didn't know all this I knew it was there but I was so in love with the shakes that I'm like listen I'm trying to get down folks Thanks to Devin and her consultation, I am down six, almost seven pounds. And Woo! I'm so grateful. And, you know, I'm able to get on the Mexico. I'm, I'm, I'm taking barely two breaks now. I'm out here. I'm lifting poundage on each arm. I'm pressing on my dumbbell free weight th- twice a week. I'm doing – I tried to jump rope the other day. It didn't go too well. But <laughs> That's okay. It's jump rope. But you know, it's, or, you know, baby steps, baby steps. But I have to tell you, if it, it wasn't for her work and – there's something else that you offered, Devin. You gave me a an access link. To oh yeah, this. so with yeah, it's called Unity Fitness Online. It was um, a program that my coach actually started during the quarantine because she has a pole dance studio, and during the quarantine, people couldn't come in, so it got shut down. Um, but thankfully, she was able to create this um, online platform, Unity Fitness Online, and it offers every day four classes. There is classes Saturdays and Sundays. And recently now they're talking about opening uh, Zoom and it all interactive classes. So they want to start a PE class for children that are going to school because everyone's noted that with the virtual learning, PE has been put on the back burner. So I love it. There's different classes from sexy fit to Zumba to cardio to um, movement and flow and yoga. They have different options, so you're always able to find your your niche. And with that, well as well comes with meal prep, comes with coaching from these um, nine phenomenal coaches. And I love it. So you get well, that with your action. You buy your product with me. And, folks, it's awesome. When I see what Devin is doing, I, I tried one of the classes. I'm like, this man about to kill me. I said, I, I was like, oh, no, no, no. First of all, and let me say this. Let me get over my own insecurities. First of all, he was looking better than I am. And I was like, hold up. He's not going to be seeing him looking like that. 
Oh no, he's not. I bet. I bet you better be able to see me. I was like getting all charged <laughs> up for nothing. Testosterone. It's a real. It's a killer. But the point is, all jokes aside, it works, folks. You have to find your rhythm, and this is what I'm saying for what Devin has done for me. She's helped me find this incredible rhythm. And you know why I think you're successful at this step? It's because you have you are an educator. <laughs> because teaching, you know, preventive care care is healthy care. When we teach yes. our students skills, we're imparting skills that will have lifelong impact. The same applies to what you're doing as a consultant through Herbalife, through me and all the others you're touching. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. Thank you. We have a ton of other questions coming in, folks, and we are now halfway in the hour, Devin. It's already been half hour. Already? Already. And folks haven't wow. been calling in, but I'll still give them the number. That's 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. And see that you're not shy. And, Devin, we have nine questions to go still. And that is everyday folks listen at gmail.com. We're going to get to these questions. So Devin Melinda wants to know the following. How do your students respond to you during COVID? Is it as easy as people think it is for teachers? Teachers are essential frontline workers who need to be respected. I totally agree with that. We are frontline workers. <laughs> I think more than ever people realize that now during COVID that they realize, okay, absolutely, you handled my kids for ten, like 10 months out of the year. Um, my children, I'm very fortunate that they have responded positively. Like, they still don't understand why they're not coming in. They do not fully grasp it. But the first lesson I did with them was a whole lesson on COVID because they need to understand, like, this is something that's happening in the world. I do not believe in shying them away at any age. There are books available for every child at every age level. The book that I'm using right now for all you moms are called Masked Ninjas. And that is the best book. It explains everything in detail, and it offers an opportunity for them to ask questions. So with my children, I'm very honest with them. Um, even with my um, class setup, I am allowed, I've allowed myself time to actually have one-on-one -on -one with each of the children because the same thing, if you were in school, you would have that time with me. And another thing I had to remind myself and my coworkers were the group that we're getting, this is their first time in school. They don't know anything right. different. So I had to create a new normal for myself mentally. And because I was so confident in how I acted and how I did it and how we planned meticulously down to the minute, that they didn't feel a difference. So the group that I had coming in, they, they don't know. They're not going to know school any other way. So I had to get that out of my head, that, oh, the way school used to be. That's a very good point, Devin. They do not know. They only know what we expose them, especially their, their first-time entrance into the institution. That's a very good point. I never thought of that. Um, mm -hmm. Melinda, thank you for your shout-out to teachers, too. Uh, you know, my first eight years of my career um, was a, a high school teacher, and I chose that the profession, loved it immensely before crossing into higher ed. We need teachers. If not, there will be no future doctors, nurses, firemen, policemen, auto technicians, you name it. So they are the front line to the future. And so thank you so much for your kind words and support of what especially K-12 educators are doing magically in the classroom daily. The next question is coming from Jack. His name is Jackson, or her name is Jackson. Sorry, I want to be gender neutral here. And the question is the following, Devin. Do men take up pole dancing courses? What are the exercise benefits? 
oh, men are some of the best pole dancers because they have the added benefit of having the upper body strength. So they do. And the benefit is they get rich, they get toned, they get long, they get lean. So, yes, men do pole dance. Originally, pole dancing was a men's sport. It's only mostly in America that it's solely women. So when we have to, like, for example, I was learning the Chinese climb, we're learning it for men. Oh, my gosh, I did not realize that, Devin. Yes. So, actually, originally pole dancing was a male sport, a male-dominant sport. It wasn't until they crossed the pond that it became sexual and female. Learn something new, folks. What a great question. (laughs) Thank you, Jackson, for that question. And listen, when I get to Devin's house after COVID, I'm going to try it, everybody. I'm going to try it. Hey, I got my pole up. I'm ready. And she does. She has an incredible setup. Her studio setup is amazing. And I'm looking at it right now on the Zoom screen. And and, and, and you're absolutely right. So it's using all major muscles, right? everything. The main focus is your abs. If you have a weak core, you are not going to be able to do anything. That's something that I learned. So thank you for my singing pass because that strengthened my abs. So when I went in, I was like this chunk because I'm not a small girl. And even my coach, she was not a small woman. And we were able to like do tricks better than these skinny minis. And it all boiled down to because we had strong abs. Like once your abs are strong, so Pole dancing is you don't need to be a specific size. You don't need to be a specific weight. It has nothing to do with anything because if you can't carry your body weight, that's a difference. And that means there's people who are 90 pounds who can't carry their weight, and there's people that are 450 that can. So it all depends on your – and that's why I like that um, sport and that fitness um, modem the best, determined by you and your body. You don't need Mm. any other weight. You don't need anything. It's just you, the pole, and your body. I love that response, and I, it, tell me this, Devin. Uh, you know, J- Jackson just inspired this. So what's with the heels? Like, I see <laughs> you don't wear the heels, heels in the class. The heels are not necessary. You can, but guess what? Those heels are four-pound weight. <laughs> Those are my four-pound weights. Those are the only weights you'll ever see me carry again. <laughs> so you don't have to do it, but, I mean, hey. It's extra weights, but and and balance because they're fun. But yeah. thank you, Jackson, for that question. Devin, we have a question coming from Monica. She wants to know the following: What specific truths have you learned about yourself since the pandemic? That's part one. Okay, what specific truths I've learned about myself? I've learned that I am an empath. I did not believe in these things, but I realized I take in the energy around me and I need to protect it at all costs. That's one of the major things I've learned. I've also learned that I understand that I'm every, I've learned that I need to let things go, like just to go with the flow. You can't control everything. And that's the biggest thing that has hit me because I'm very meticulous. I'm, I like to plan everything. I'm always on top of everything. And with this pandemic, I learned, you know what? Live your life. Let it be. So that was one of the two, the two biggest things that I've learned about myself during the pandemic. There's a part two to that. Um, she wants to say, and what things will remain? Now that you realize those things, those things will remain with you, um, stay with you from this point forward in life. 
what's going to remain with me from the quarantine, and that's something that I've been pushing to everybody, is self-care first. Secondly, enjoy your life. Now that we've learned that we can work from home, I'm not going to take it too seriously when I have to be at work, at the classroom. Hey, I can teach a class over online. I think before the pandemic, we were a work-based society. So now it's like forcing us to realize, hey, we can sit with our family. If you have kids, be at home. Enjoy your kids. Because things that I'm doing now, I didn't get to do. I'm spending time with my mother. We're watching movies, talking silliness. And before, we didn't have the time. We were always rushing to go somewhere. So now I'm learning to to actually enjoy the life I'm supposed to be living. So that's my benefit of of COVID because if it didn't happen, we would have been I would have worked straight through my summer. I would have worked straight through everything. I would not have focused on myself to do my weight loss journey. I would have been buying things I didn't need to buy. I learned that there's things I don't I can live without. There like events I can learn to not have to attend. I don't need it. There are people I don't have to be around. Like, there's some people I haven't been around, and I'm like, okay, my life is actually better without you in it. So I'm just learning now to take care of myself. I love that question and Devin's response. Thank you so much, Monica. You know, Devin, you inspired me and and triggered something in my own thought. I also feel the same. You start recognizing how how much commuting hits your life, right? Yes. And how much it robs you of quality of life. Also, the fact that we are so busy at being busy, busy at being busy. And the more when you start taking the pulse on yourself, that self-care is so important. I have, and I don't mean to sound insensitive to others who do not have the luxuries we do, in all, by all means, but I have to tell you that my sleep pattern has improved significantly after the first two months of the pandemic, because once my nerves started settling, I started settling into the truth, and I started realizing how much I was robbed of quality rest. That's something else. Exactly. And then thirdly is this acknowledging, like Devin said, the toxicity of people. Um, I have great people. Devin's one of my close friends, and I have a great community of people that I love and grow. But you know what? When you're in the world of work, you don't get to yeah. see your colleagues. They arrive with you. You never know where I'm going here. And so as a result, as much as I love all my colleagues, I have all the love for my Broward College Seahawk family because they know who they are. I can understand how some people, and this is not reflecting Devin and I, our, our, our opinions, but I could also understand sometimes there's some toxic work relationships and situations and environment. And sometimes people are better off separated. So perhaps this COVID has really helped people. Hopefully it's informed those who needed the change to get the change they need. And so thank you for that. Monica, really, that was a deep question. Do you agree, Devin? <laughs> I agree. And, and also, I think we have a caller, actually. Let's see. Um, the call in line, by the way, three four seven five three nine five three seven two. We're down to the last 20 minutes, folks. So thank you for listening. You're listening live to me, Billy Jones. I'm here with my esteemed friend and, and, and dear educator colleague, Devin Boston, who is not only an educator but an Herbalife consultant, my consultant. So at the end, you'll get information where you can reach her. Caller, um, if you want to call back, the number is 347-539-5372. And I think you may be the one who just emailed me, so we're going to take that email. Hi. <laughs> ah, the person did. The person's name is Mark. So Mark says, hi, Devin. 
love your voice, love your your, your outlook on life. What oh, thank you. is one thing that you wish that you could change in your life? Hmm. Hmm. One thing I wish I could change. Okay, so I, I'll take this as a two-part question. Past what I'm going to change in the future, my biggest thing is, and this made me realize that I want to travel more. So in the past, I was always worried about making sure I had enough money to travel the way I wanted to travel, which is okay. But when I'm on Instagram and all these places, I see people with no jobs in Thailand, and I'm sitting here with a nine-to-five <laughs> and barely can make it to Disney. For what reason? So take that trip. There's a song that I love, I love called Enjoy Yourself, and that song has been like my – theme song for the COVID and the song basically talks about the premises of take that two week vacation, eat that brownie if you're hungry. Yes, I'm saying it as a herbalist distributor, but don't binge. Um, enjoy yourself. If you want to dance, dance. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to try something new like I did with pole dancing, try it. Because first and foremost, life is too short. Secondly, you're only gonna hold back the experience for yourself. So for example, this I I turned 30 this year. My goal was when I turned 30, I'm going to go to Spain. I'm going to be in Carnival. Like, I had I had a whole year's worth of travel plans set up. April, I was supposed to be in Palm Springs for Coachella. Um, May was supposed to be in Ibiza for my birthday for the Soka Festival. Summer, Marco Island with my friends. Um, Fourth of July was supposed to be Louisiana for the um, Essence Festival. October was Miami Carnival, and then by December, January, it was supposed to be in Trinidad and Tobago's Carnival. That was what I told myself for when I turned 30, I'm going to save up for it, and then COVID hit. And I was thinking, like, man, why didn't I go last year? Why didn't I go the year before? Every summer, Devin, you have two weeks off. Why didn't you go to Spain then? Your birthday is the same day every year. And that's why I was like, you know what? Not, no, not again. This is not going to happen again. That's a very good, very good advice and outlook. And I have to share when I, you know, I was thirty some time ago, and when, <laughs> and when last, it's true, last it was last year exactly, Debbie. It was last year, and you know, it's true. <laughs> if you putting off using the, if you if you let that subordinate, the subordinating conjunction win win, you will lose. And mm-hmm. you know, I'll be happy when, or I'll I'll vacation when, or I'll go when, and when never arrives. Look at those who lost their lives to COVID. Chadwick, who lost his life to cancer. We yep. lost incredible people who had the means and options, but no longer have the choices. And so I think Devin's words are very powerful. You got to do you, folks, and do you meaningfully. Very good point. Thank you for that comment, by the way, Mark. I got a number of questions for you, Devin. Let's try to jump them in, Let's squeeze them in. This person's anonymous, so anonymous, thank you. Um, I am 40 oh, pounds. What's your name, anonymous? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, uh, here, here, this is an interesting narrative. I'm 40 pounds overweight. Sometimes I don't love myself enough and I get depressed. I'm also a tad embarrassed about going to the gym because of my insecurities. I welcome any tips. First and foremost, you have to realize, okay, I don't, I don't like where I'm at, but that means you like it enough to stay there. That's what you have to figure out first and foremost. Secondly, 
you have options. You don't have to go to the gym. I hate the gym. Everybody knows me knows I don't like the gym. So I found a pole fitness studio. Um, there's the online Unity Fitness online that you do it at the comfort of your house. So you have options. There's YouTube videos. If it's a support system that you need and motivation, you need help finding, you can always follow me at me. I'm good at it. Um, and then what was the second part of the question? Part, it was a statement more so, you know, just the tips because the person said they were a tad bit embarrassed about going to the gym. And to be honest, I used to have that same mentality of when I go to the pole studio or when I go someplace of a fitness base, true people that are there for fitness, they are not looking at you. I am telling you this. It sounds cliche, but everybody is there. They're in their heads. Like, they don't even know you're there. So when you go in, go in with goals. Set goals. Set small goals. First, look for energy because I think what the most – the hardest part that people look for is it's not that you can't work out. It's sometimes you don't have the energy to do it. So any result is a good result. If you're starting your journey, you may not lose the 5, 10 pounds in the month. But if you got more energy, you feel a little bit more chipper, that's a result. That means you're moving in the right thing. So maybe you have to start valuing and appreciating the little steps and the little, and the little milestones that you meet. And slowly that will come along to work on working on your personal development because you can lose all the weight in the world, but if you don't love yourself now, you're not going to love yourself 40 pounds lighter. You're not going to love yourself 50 pounds lighter. So when you're working out, and that's one thing that I do like about Herbalife is that they are very strict on having personal development. So every morning, every night, I have a gratitude journal, a gratitude book. In the beginning, it was a struggle for me to realize that I was just like, what, what what is this? Why gotta mm-hmm. do this? But now I catch myself even throughout the days when at times you're getting flustered and I'm getting anxious, and I mentally go back to okay, this I am this I am me I am Devin I am this, and it calms you down, and it grounds you. So first and foremost, you have to work on your mental fitness and then your physical fitness. That was great advice, and it actually goes with the next question, actually. And this one comes from Anonymous. It says, how do you stay happy? How do we stay happy with ourselves both mentally and physically during these historic, unusual times? First and foremost, you're alive. There's 183 people that didn't, that aren't able to say that right now. Um, So you have to first appreciate that, that you opened your two eyes this morning. Secondly, there is no one, as corny as it sounds, because I'm a teacher, like Dr. Seuss said, you are you, and that's truer than true. There's no one in this world that's more you than you. And that is a, a quote that I live by. Only, you are the only one of you in this world. So you have to appreciate your, unique, your uniqueness. You have to appreciate what you can offer, because, yes, there's times I still feel that way where, like, why do people want to talk to me? Well, I don't have nothing to say. But you may not know it, whatever you have to say, whatever you need to think or say out loud, someone needs to hear it that day. And I've learned being a Herbalife distributor that there's someone watching you and there's someone following you that you don't even know about. That is why you need to appreciate yourself because there's someone on their journey, they're not where you're at. That's in life, that's financially, that's educationally, they're not where you're at. 
And oftentimes we get stuck at, like, we're not where we want to be, but we keep forgetting the people behind us that are trying to get where we're at. So always remember that you are on a journey and everyone's on a journey. You know, a lot of folks are, you know, we could be our own saboteur at times, and mm-hmm. we have to be careful with that negative talk. And that negative talk can manifest into some real issues in the world. And so just like we can register people's negative talk when they deliver to us, we have to be aware, if not cognizant, of how we deliver it, even to ourselves exactly. or around others as well. Mm-hmm. And I love the advice that you're, um, you offer for these mental and physical um, health um, growth. I think in these unusual times, it all, like Devin says, it starts with self anonymous. It really does. And, and knowing mm-hmm. thyself, knowing what you can't do. And also, my, my mantra for 2020, remember? Yes. New Year's Eve, we were together, and I had told everyone, I'm staying in my lane, staying in my box. Exactly. And uh, I'm staying in my lane. I didn't expect to stay in this lane at this magnitude, but <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> I am here, and I think that's critical. It doesn't mean that we don't care and we shouldn't care about our fellow brethren or sisters. What it says here is that before I can start being of a resource of somebody else, I need to check myself and take the pulse of myself and do the self-care, the things that are most essential so that I can be healthy in a, an attribute of some sort to somebody else. Very exactly. powerful. And the it, pandemic exposed that because there are lots of people running around doing everything, and now when you're stuck by yourself, you got to realize, okay, how am I going to be able to – some people don't like to be by themselves. Some people can't be with themselves. So this pandemic forced you, like, you need to work on you. Exactly. <laughs> Carlos asked the following question. And Carlos, you may, uh, I'm not sure if you heard this. Actually, this is probably an earlier question I should have asked, but it's a good one still. And Carlos says, why did you choose education? You sound like you're good at it, Devin. Thank you. Um, I honestly, as corny as it sounds, I did not choose education. Anybody asked me, my field of study was biomedical engineering or uh, I was going to be a forensic anthropologist. Like, that is the course of action I had planned since I was, well, since I was 15, and before then I was going to be an oceanographer. So education was not in my field of study, in my vision at all. And honestly, I got forced into it, and I loved it. So, I mean, there's times when the universe is going to put you where you need to be. And that's honestly what happened with my story with education. It happened at a time where I didn't have another option. That was a job, and it became a career. And I loved it. It's it's true. We said it earlier in the in the show, Carlos. How it's important to have a plan. But you know what? Mm-hmm. People have dreams and people have goals. Eleven, right? I always say that dreams are those things that are sometimes they're a bit far fetched. I like to have goals, and you're the same way. Let's have some goals. Let's set some realistic milestones in order to yes. reach to where we need to be at. And so, but it's okay to dream. Not saying dreaming is a bad thing, but setting those goals is more, it's, they're more grounded in reality, the realism of who we are and where we should be. And it's attainable and it gives you motivation. Yeah, right. And, and I think that motivation, those little celebratory milestones are important. And so, Carlos, you know, I think that when you're on the twist of life, the, the path and twist in terms of life, you never know where it's going to go. And then there you are. The more you're open to the possibilities of what is good to come, more good will come. 
And I, I and I just want to offer that in support of your journey. Hopefully, if you want to be an educator, come talk to us. We'll be providing our contact information after the show. We are now down to our last eight minutes, seven, and we have two great questions, and I want to sweep them in. And I want to know the following related to Herbalife. How has Herbalife Consulting been for you? Can you make money from it? Yes, you can make money from it. For me, honestly, I've enjoyed it because Herbalife is an organization. You get what you put in. So I want to start a part-time because at the end of the day, I'm an educator first. I've had um, fellow poll member dancers with me that have taken it on, and it's become they've actually quit their boss, and they've become their own boss. So this organization has different levels because uh, first when I heard it, I'm like, another MLM, like, uh-uh, I don't want to be involved. But when I actually learned about it and learned that you set your goals for what you want to make, and if you want to make only 500 a month, cool. You they have a plan for that. And if you want to make it your full-time job, cool. There's plans for that. There's people that are going above and beyond. Cool. You work towards it. So Herbalife, honestly, is the work you put in is the work you get out, point blank, period. And for me, that has been helpful because those months I need a little extra hundred couple bucks, hey, I know how I can get it now without stressing, without trying to worry about, oh, my gosh, I need to pay my bills. I don't have this. My check from teaching wasn't enough. I have that peace of mind that I have a plan B of what I need to do to be comfortable. So I enjoy it. I like it. And the side effect is I'm losing weight, working out, and the people around me are too. She's right, folks. She's right, Anna. And Anna, I got to add, I can't think of one educator that doesn't have at least another hustle of some sort. And hustle, that's not a bad thing. We're not talking about a, a, a legal thing. What we're saying here is having multiple streams of income is okay, folks, in any industry. And so Devin has found this option. There certainly will be more. And I, you know, I do what I do. I'm an author. I have this podcast. I'm also a full-time faculty so, and a speaker. So all of these gigs give me opportunities to afford a quality life, but also to do the things I love and enjoy. And you said that to me a couple months ago, Devin. You said, I want to do something. If I'm going to be doing something that's entrepreneurial, I need to be doing something that I enjoy and that I believe in. And by far, you have really exemplified that. Congratulations to you. And thank you. We have our last question for the day, Devin, and it's from Monica. She wants to know, what do you appreciate the most about your personality or character? Oh, okay. All right, Monica. <laughs> what do I appreciate? I think I don't take myself too seriously. So I think that then allows, and I'm very blunt, so I think that allows people to feel comfortable around me naturally and I naturally like to seek out different people, different cultures, different um, communities. So I'm a wanderer. I love to experience everything. And in this world we live in, it's very easy to just get stuck in yourself, in your community, in your point of view. And I think because of that, I'm very open. So hopefully that translates to a lot of people. And I like people to be comfortable because I like people to realize you're valued and as hope. I like to feel that way, so I like to make other people feel that way, that everyone has a value. Got to hit my mic for here. I'm at the, at the moment <laughs> here at the very end. Um, I have to say congrats on that because you, she truly does, folks, live what she's saying. I, she's one of the most genuine people I know, and that is what yeah. I love about you. Of course, the many talents that you have is just who you are. 
And if nobody, if someone finds that being, you know, being very confident, being direct, they find those as flaw sometimes. No, she's I don't want a very loving me. person. She's very, people love her. Her students love her. I love her. And I think when people, when they judge us, because we're, we're covering the same cloth, they judge us because there's an insecurity on the other side. Yes. It had nothing to do with us and everything to do with them. And so instead of get, taking the time to get to know someone. So, Devin, if, if anyone wanted to reach you, where can people reach you and find you on social media, websites, what have you? So my primary mode of communication is um, Instagram, and you can follow me at journey, that's J-O-U-R-N number three Y underscore with Dev, D-E-V-B. So journey underscore with Dev B, and that's on Instagram. And there you can find all my information, my links to Herbalife. You can follow my journey with my pole fitness. You can follow my educational journey. That's the best way to follow me. And, folks, we'll also be posting Devin's contact information on the website for everydayfolksradio.com under the tab who I'm supporting because I think we already figured it out who I'm supporting. You know, Devin, we're down to the last two minutes. I want to say thank you so much for all that you do. I am so proud of the woman you are, the educator you have become, and above all, the great human you will continue to be. Any final words for anyone who is just tuning in right now and they didn't even know who you were? Any final words of inspiration that you'd like to leave them? So I just want to say thank you, Jones, for this opportunity. Thank you for being a great mentor. As for me, my name is Devin. Um, First and foremost, I want to say enjoy what you're doing, guys. Life is too short. We don't have time for anything. It's 2020. Get that 2020 vision and figure out what you want to do. Do it with your passion. And, folks, she said it so well. I don't even need to add anything to it. What I will say is this. If you like to listen to this show and other podcasts in the Everyday Folks family, radio family, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and also on Google Play. And this show will be archived within the next few hours in those respective repositories. Thank you, Devin, again for being here today. And, folks, we hope you'll join us. Visit everydayfolksradio.com so that you can see our lineup of other cool stuff. I'll be back on Friday night with the Fright Talk guys to talk a little Ooh. bit about witches. <laughs> and, Devin, you know this is not your last time here. We got some other things. Oh, I enjoyed it. I'll be back. I'll be back. Oh, yeah. We're going to have fun. We're going to have to make you a staple around here, a residence here at the Everyday Folks family. And so know that you always have a place here. And we'll chat offline about those possibilities as well. Okay. okay. I have nothing but time. So. <laughs> and, folks, I'll also be providing you um, Devin's contact information if you'd like to reach her as well. Continue to inbox me, and I'll forward emails to her if you, if you have difficulty in connecting with her. We want to make sure you get to the right resource. Thank you for listening to this show, and take care. <laughs>